Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Ramblings, podcast 263. I'm recording again in a different place because school is still not on for another month. There's a lot of cars going by, and I'm feeling pretty sick lately. So for all those reasons, I will probably be a little quicker than I otherwise would. But I have some stuff to say about Doom, so hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So this Doom is effectively a retelling of the original Doom way back in the day. But it has some added slash new story elements added on top of that in the form of a pretty lengthy campaign. And the story slash campaign is actually really good. It's probably one of the better ones I've seen in a single player game, especially a shooter game just based on shooting people in the face, and, you know, that's all you do in Doom. The graphics are absolutely insane. When I started the game, it was defaulted to, like, the highest settings. I'm not quite sure why. I don't remember setting them that high. But I would guess you would probably need a system that's come out in the last few years with very high-end hardware to run at the higher settings, especially if you have like one of the fancier monitors that's higher than 1920 by 1080 I had to turn it down to sort of a mix of medium and slightly higher than medium settings because I kind of prefer to play with, you know, nicer looking environments than go for something, you know, a little bit lower end and get a little bit more speed out of it. But that does mean that the graphics settings are extremely scalable because I did get it up to a decent speed wasn't quite 100% to the Doom speed that it should be, but like I said, that was partly my hesitation. I didn't want to drop you know, too many settings down from looking really nice to getting it to be really fast on my system. I guess this is my system started to show its age, but the fact that it does drop down to that low and could go even lower to get you know, more speed if I wanted is a really good sign that the engine is really, really scalable and really well done in that regard. The music is classic Doom awesome. Uh, sort of heavy rock slash uh, kind of metal-ish. From what I recall of the original Doom, the sound effects are dead on and highly accurate to what they used to be. And for some reason, Doom is always the only game in any series which I play like 20% louder than every other game I've ever played. I don't know why, it just feels like it should be played louder, and I actually keep the music actually a little bit higher than uh, I would in other games. In other games I put down pretty low, but for some reason, I don't know, it's not my kind of music. I would never listen to it outside of Doom, but for some reason, it just seems like it needs to be played loud. If you were a fan of the original Doom, 
it is back in style, unlike Doom 3, which was kind of very slow and very predictable and I guess you could say cinematic. I, I think that's how they described it a lot of the time. But to me, you play Doom 3 and then you replay it and you'd know exactly where the guys are. You'd know exactly what's going to happen. It was really boring, really predictable. This is back to very complicated maps. There's guys popping in and out everywhere. I don't know if they have like a fixed pattern or anything, but I was always running into guys and if I died and I'd restart, I could always redo it slightly differently and it did feel a little bit random. Things didn't always seem like they were coming out, you know, and spawning at the exact same spot every time. Especially in the challenges, uh, that's a special thing. You find a rune and it's like, do this uh, special thing in this little timed sort of mini game. It was definitely randomized for the ones that could be random in those. There was a couple ones where it was like, you know, run and pick up the things. So it was always, you know, the same static map. But overall, the maps were really varied. And like I said, the bad guy position was random enough that it felt like I could replay it several times and never get tired of, you know, the patterns of the waves as they were. I played mostly offline. So my offline playtime wasn't properly tracked. I don't know how long it took to finish the campaign, but it did feel appropriately long. It didn't feel like it was too long, and it definitely didn't feel like it was too short. There was a, a part that seemed like it was going to be the end, and I'm like, oh, that's it. It was really short. I'm sad. But it actually wasn't the end. It got into a uh, bigger path uh, after that. And that was just sort of like a, a chapter end, I guess you could say. And it went on to a bigger chapter. So by the end of it, when I actually did get to the end, it, it did feel appropriately long. Uh, it does, uh, minor spoilers, I guess, have a little bit of an open-endedness to it. But you kind of expect that from all games these days so they can put in the DLC. So, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I kind of expected that to happen. Didn't happen. I guess it's open for DLC. As I mentioned, the maps are bigger, but you won't really have to check, uh, you know, your auto mapper or, you know, be sure to get all the map downloads and constantly check it because they aren't so big that you'll ever get completely lost and be like, oh my God, I got to look at a map. I have no idea where I am. But, you know, if you have the maps uh, unlocked, you might want to look at them every now and then be sure you don't miss any secrets, be sure you don't miss any uh, exploration items as they call them or any special sort of upgrade tokens. Because about halfway through the campaign, I did start getting to the point where I was starting to miss those secrets, I was starting to miss those exploration things. I don't really mind that, that's fine. You know, I like the challenge of finding them on my own without being like, oh, there are three of five found, I need to go find the other two. You know, I'm not that obsessive, but I do like to be like, Oh, look, I found all the secrets, yay. But, you know, that stopped happening after about halfway through. So if you are into finding all the secrets and all the things, you'll definitely want to keep uh, checking the map every now and then. There are a couple of upgrade systems which kind of didn't really seem necessary. I mean, they do give you progress, and it is good to get those unlocks. But sort of by about... I'd say two-thirds of the way through the campaign, I pretty much almost unlocked everything. It didn't seem really necessary to keep looking for those special upgrade points. You can upgrade your weapons, 
And they have sort of two special features now when you right-click. Uh, most of them do. There's a couple that don't. And it will give you sort of different things. Like for the shotgun, which is what I actually use most of the time, which is weird because I typically don't like the shotgun. Uh, the right-click on it has sort of a grenade launcher. It'll flip into the grenade launcher mode, and then you left-click again to launch the grenade. And then uh, the other mode, I don't even remember what the other mode is, but you get these special sort of unlock uh, droids, and you, you kind of punch them in the face, and they allow you to upgrade a weapon. And that unlocks the uh, special ability, which you can switch later. You can go back and forth. And then you, as you get sort of the skill unlocks for the weapons, and these are generic points you can use for any unlock on a weapon. It has sort of a usually three-point uh, tree on that uh, unlock you've chosen. And for the grenades, it was like, I think the first one was more damage, and the second one I think was a bigger blast radius, and then the third one I think was that it was instantly available. It didn't have to uh, recycle in time. Most of them you use it, and then you have to wait a certain amount of time. So that's pretty cool. It gave you a way to sort of upgrade your weapons, and you didn't feel like they were too overpowered because they were specific to, you know, that weapon and that uh, special path you've chosen. You can also upgrade your suit in different ways. Again, it didn't feel like hugely game-breaking ways. Uh, there are three sort of stats, health, armor, and ammo, which uh, increases your ammo capacity. Health and armor, obviously more health or more armor. And then there's another sort of upgrade system you get with the suit, which has a bunch of stuff in it. And I don't really recall a whole lot of it, but it's, I think, five different categories. And then each category takes a couple of points per thing, and it's basically a three sort of unlock tree for each one. Like one will give you like faster cycle rate on your special ability, and your special ability is like a couple of different kind of grenades, and then I think there was a holographic projector. Those you just pick up over time, I think. And then it gives you other things like faster recharge on those, and then I think the third unlock is it gives you basically a second use of it, so you can store up to two charges. Sort of stuff like that. But again, like I said, by the time I got to the end of the game, I had almost everything unlocked on <laughs> almost everything. So it seems like it's a really cool way to specialize your character, but if you're actually going and you're actually exploring places and you're killing all the guys, you're going to get enough points to do almost everything. So it kind of is great early on, but then later in the game it kind of doesn't feel all that special because it's like, oh, I already have everything I want. I don't really care anymore. There is this feature they've called Snap Map, which is sort of how they've designed the game to be very quickly modded and upgraded in terms of maps. People can make their own maps, they can share them. I didn't look into that, so I don't know how that works. I'm assuming uh, you can probably make stuff offline, but you'd only be able to download them or upload them online, which now that school is out, I can't do that. So I don't really see a huge reason for me to look into it for you know upwards to another month, because I couldn't really get into it, because the library firewalls Steam, so I can't get online through any Steam games. So if I do check that out later, uh, I'll talk about it then. But if you were a fan of the original Doom way back in the day, 
Uh, this is absolutely worth it. Definitely pick it up. It's probably still worth full price because it, it is a really good game, especially for Doom. It, it's definitely a return to the original awesome arcadey, fast-paced, just shoot all the guys in the face and don't worry about anything kind of style the original had. But you can often find it on sale. I think just today I noticed something that said it was on sale for 20 bucks in some places. I got it for, I think, 30 So you can probably pretty easily find it for, I, I would guess, around 30 ish uh, So definitely, you know, look for sales. Uh, if it is full price and you really want to pay full price, go for it. But if not, you can probably find a sale somewhere because it seems like it's on sale quite a lot. There is a season pass you can get for it, but I would actually say hold off. Don't get that right away. Uh, I don't know what they have planned for it because they've released some downloadable content so far and it was free and it was primarily multiplayer focused. So I don't know what they're planning to do with the season pass. It doesn't look like anything's coming anytime soon for single uh, player people like me who don't really care about multiplayer. So, you know, until they announce something that's like, hey, here's this new expansion that has blah number of hours and blah new maps for a single player campaign, you know, I would say definitely don't worry about the uh, downloadable content season pass. You know, see what they're going to do with that first. Because so far what they've done for downloadable content has been free. So there's no point in doing that. But I would highly recommend it if you like the original I believe there is still a demo, which is basically just sort of the tutorial section. Uh, not even all of the tutorial. It's like half of the tutorial, I think. But I think I played it, and it took me about an hour when I did. And it definitely made me feel like, oh, yes, I, I definitely want to pick this up. It's also a good way to kind of test your system because it does have the same system specs. So if it's not moving really speedy, doomish. Uh, style like the first game was. If it seems kind of slow, you know, it's not the tutorial. It's not supposed to be slow. That's what I thought. I thought the tutorial was just running slow. Then I later found out, oh, no, it's because it's set too high for my system. I need to turn some stuff down. Because it's hard to tell. You know, most games, when you're under spec, you can really tell, oh, my system is having a really hard time with this. But it just looked really smooth and really beautiful, and the frame rates were still actually pretty fast feeling. So it didn't feel to me like I was under spec slow. It felt like I was like, why are these guys moving so slow and easy to shoot? So that's a good thing to note there. You can use the demo to sort of check how your system would perform. And if you need to really worry about the specs or not, if you're, you know, an older system or whatever, you can get the demo and tweak it and see how it does. But I would definitely recommend it if you are an original Doom fan. So that's it for this podcast. 
Hopefully I don't sound too terrible. I'm still super sick. I was really horribly sick on Monday. And I've been slowly getting slightly better each day. Monday I had some really bad fever. And then I had chills because my skin actually felt cold. And so I was sort of, you know, shivering and freaking out. And (laughs) my body was all kinds of crazy. I was like hungry, but I didn't want to eat anything. I think I wound up having just like a handful of grapes like all day. And so I've been slowly recovering. I still kind of feel kind of bad. My eyes kind of hurt. My ears definitely hurt. And I have like pretty bad headache like all the time. And I have like almost no energy. I was worried because my throat has been feeling bad. So I don't know if I sound bad. But my throat definitely feels rough and like worn out and like I shouldn't be talking. So I am going to stop talking. But that's all I had for this week. I didn't really want to hold it till next week because I don't know what I'm going to talk about next week. Uh, And you know, there's no point in doing uh, two or three things next week if I I had three things. When I could just do one thing a week, uh, you know, and do old school, give you guys something every week. But whatever it is, Hopefully, I will see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. But it has some added slash new story melt. Milt. I played. And it was primarily multiplayer focused. So I don't know what they're planning to do with the season pass. I believe there is still a demo, which is basically just sort of the tutorial. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2016 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit.